Recorded on May 1st, 2022, Getting Presidential. Welcome to the Push It. Sorry. All right. Welcome to the Push Ed Podcast, the podcast that's all about pushing the political conversation ahead, not pushing back. Hi, I'm Jamie. I'm Shelby. And I am Musically Pamela. Hi, Musically Pamela. <laughs> and we're here to talk about some elephants, the presidential races, and local drama. But first, we need to address the elephants in the room. It was a busy two weeks. There was a lot going on. So, the biggest news happened the day after we recorded which is Fox News and Dominion Voting Systems, came to a $787 million settlement. I don't know if that's the biggest news. The biggest news in my world is that that led to the firing of Tucker Carlson. That was, yeah. that's, that's just a bonus that's on a the party. top. Although uh, the firing of Tucker wasn't a condition of the settlement. Right. It that, was simply a response to spending a, writing a big check. Yeah, it was writing a big check and that there were a lot of texts and emails from Tucker that put Fox News in on the back foot. In an unflattering, yeah. In an unflattering light. We don't care if you support insurrection as long as you don't talk crap about us. Yeah, or Trump. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So anyway, but what happened? They did, the, they did the settlement. All of a sudden, because that's what the judge wanted, and then also Fox News on the eve of the hearing got a hold of all of Tucker Carlson's text. And that's what they said led to the fire. To be fair, judges always want settlements. Yes. Lawsuits, court cases with juries and extended period of time are ridiculously expensive and a drain on taxpayer well, funds. Three things. Yes, juries are unpredictable because you never know how a jury's going right. to swing because human element. Yeah. Second is that they are expensive because people need to show up in their robes every day. And third, they set precedent. And so the settlement does not right. Yeah. No and, admission. They were forced to admit that they lied, but they didn't have to admit it on TV. And because Dominion put that as a term of settlement because they believed that an on-air apology would not have been earnest. But judges like to not set case law. And so based on this would have changed the defamation laws in our country. If Dominion had won. If Dominion had won, this would set precedent that could be used in future cases Against entertainment companies, exactly. it was a straight out statement that they knew was false, but and they were pushing as truth and, and hurt the business. And their defense was that it was for entertainment value. And so representing a falsehood as the truth was what it was at stake here. And this is not the only lawsuit. Oh, there's six voting more. machines. Yeah, I know. Dominion has yeah. six more against like Giuliani and the pillow guy and but and they're not the only companies. Right? Yeah, no, smart, what, that's what I was talking yeah. about. In the work that they do, they have nothing but confidence in their product. That's right. all they have to sell. Yeah. If people don't believe that their product is legitimate, they won't be able to use their machines. And it does. To they, me, it's like a clear and case. Also, it was a clear case to me of financial harm. Was It was the clearest case of financial damages that I've ever seen in a defamation case. Because they had proof of international deals that fell through after the reporting. They weren't able to hire. They weren't able to like so they have people turning them down because of the news coverage. And they had examples of canceled state contracts that, again, happened 
out in the wake. And so it's a small $17 million company, $17 million annually in revenue. They have a history. They proved, oh, we did this business, we had these contracts, we had this history, we had X number of cancellations per year. After the Fox News coverage, we had all of this cancellation, we had trouble hiring, we had right. all these. And so all of those trends- And they had just, evidence that the people were making oh, yeah. the statements knew they were false. And, and yeah, that was very clear malicious statements. They had people saying, we know this is wrong. Why are we saying this? And then it's, oh, we're losing our audience because we're saying it's wrong. So we have to say the other thing. Yeah. So I know a lot of people were mad that they accepted the settlement because they wanted to see something more. But there's well, no walking well, this there's, also, there's nobody that doesn't know this happened. Uh, there's nobody right. that does not know that Fox had to be wrong. Fox it, viewers know. Yeah. <laughs> don't know that. But I've, they, they, I have not heard anybody say it was a false finding. Nobody's I've not seen. And I. No, they, the, they had to admit that it, they were wrong. Yeah, they had to admit that they agreed with some of the findings that the yeah. court disagreed with some of their statements. As I saying, so I yeah. follow a lot of the super conservative chats and I haven't seen anybody say that they don't believe it happened, that they don't, that they think false is treated unfairly. So I think as right. much as accomplished as would have been dragging it out, it would have been more fun and entertaining. Yeah. But we still have a chance because now Smartmatic can take what the Dominion lawyers had, which was over 2000 yeah. different pieces of evidence. And they get to use it. Well, but ultimately we should temper our expectations yep. because we should never expect a corporation to save us from another corporation. Right. Which will bring us to more things in the future. So yep. what are, what's our next elephant? Very oh. long lived and old donkey. Yeah. I yes. This donkey, this elephant is a donkey and oh. it's sad, but yes. Diane Feinstein. She is a very storied and accomplished politician. Is it Feinstein or Feinstein? Feinstein. Feinstein. Uh, Berenstein? Feinstein. Berenstein? What are the bears? It just depends who you are. I've always heard her said Feinstein. Yeah, Feinstein. Feinstein. Okay, go on. I don't know. Oh, is it? There's an actor. Oh, Willem Dafoe. Yeah, Willem Dafoe. We've been pronouncing his name wrong his entire career. Huh. But he just didn't disagree with anyone. So, last That's name. on him. So, anyway, Feinstein pronunciations are i don't know in the ear of the beholder but she has been out with a case of the shingles and because the margins in the senate are so tight that the one thing that the senate can do when they don't have the house is pass judges and so her absence has been used by the republicans to block the passing of judges so the one thing that the senate can do right now it can't because I mean, she's out. Can't she just resign from that committee even? And she yes, won't. Yes, and that's what they want. The, they tried to put in a replacement and the Republicans blocked it because she wouldn't be able to show up to make it a 51-50 or a 50-50 vote to replace her. What? Yeah. yeah. So she has to either show up to vote for the judges or she has to show up to vote for her replacement. And she can't do so wait, either. I saw so I totally missed that. The, the Senate, entire Senate approves of everybody's committee or the when, just, you, just when you have the majority, committee. all of your stuff gets approved. But when you can't. But they have to vote on the people on committees. There's votes that happen. There's there's the committee is, rules. They voting on who is in the committees. Pretty much. Generally, all of the committees are put in a package at the start of each okay. term. And the majority says we agree with these packages. And the problem is oh, that I guess they, that's true. And so we don't. And so the thing is that in order to update the package, it takes a majority. And so they can't feel the majority without her there. Can she call in? 
No. No. But it, so the thing is, everything, all of the solutioning that you are about to do, they've tried because there's a lot of really smart people who know the rules. So the only option is for her to literally resign from her seat. Yes, to resign. So if she resigned her seat, would there be a special election or? Adam Schiff, for the time being, would appoint her seat. And when a special election could be called normally, I don't know if it's too close to November to call the special election. So the special election might be next year. But who determines that? You said Governor Gavin Newsom. Okay, he'll determine whether it's a special election. My money's on Adam Schiff. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, essentially, while she is participating in government is shut down. And so she refuses to stand down. It's not like she'd be skipping out on retirement. It's not like she'd be skipping out. No, on she's prestige. fully vested. That sounds a lot. RBG. That is the worst thing that has happened is that now people are reexamining RBG's legacy and comparing it to Feinstein. Feinstein. Bob. Somebody tell us. Diane Bob, <laughs> uh, where, uh, she, you know, essentially someone who uh, RBG mocked Obama when he was like, hey, retire. And this was before McConnell tried to start his BS. I like, think this was right when she was diagnosed with right. stage one pancreatic cancer. When he would have been able to get the vote. How did she mock him? Publicly. Basically, she went on the news quite a bit. Like she worked out with Stephen Colbert. When he was just starting out with The Late Show for whatever, The Tonight Show, whichever one he's on. And then they just put all of these press releases and press sightings of her working out every day and her saying. Yeah. So she essentially went on a press junket to say she was healthy enough to die during the Trump presidency. And so that is her legacy. I don't know why. I guess she just assumed that Hillary would win. Yeah. It's always a crapshoot, right? I don't know. It makes me sad. Diane Feinstein has done a lot for our country. But But asking an octogenarian to retire is not a big ask. Except that our presidential candidate is an octogenarian. We have to acknowledge that more than half of Democrats wish he wouldn't run again because of his age. But that's the only thing we have against him. The thing is, it takes an 80-year-old to beat a (laughs) 78-year-old. Yes. (laughs) And Dianne Feinstein does not have that situation. No. I mean, she's in a very liberal district, very safe vote. It would be... be... Yeah, she is in a solidly blue district. She wouldn't be replaced by... It's not Warren or Sanders who might get replaced by Republicans by a Republican governor. I would say it's not just appropriate to ask an octogenarian. I would say it's appropriate to ask an octogenarian who is suffering with a debilitating disease that has no end yeah. in sight. If shingles could go for years. Yeah. And as a senator, you have one job. Your job is to show up and vote. Right. If you can't do your one job and you've earned a retirement, is it too much to ask someone to take that retirement? Right. And it's actually well within her power because all you need to resign is a letter. That you have someone else deliver saying, my health is too bad. I hereby resign my position. Yeah. She wouldn't even have to like leave the hospital room. No. And so this is either hubris or malice on the part of people who are keeping her in office. Or just confusion. Dementia is an even bigger reason to kick her out. I agree. And there's no way to have to kick somebody out. I know we don't we didn't have a way to get rid of Strom Thurmond. We didn't have a way to get rid of who Ted Kennedy. We didn't have a way to get rid of that other guy. Ted Kennedy. What's that? I didn't want to go to Ted Kennedy. Yeah. No, Ted Kennedy was different. Yes, he had terminal brain cancer, but he basically showed up. At least he showed up and voted like that. Yeah. No, it walks out. 
votes yeah. and dies. Yeah. <laughs> is it sexist to say, do your job? Well, especially because there is so much on the line with judicial appointments, yeah. because if we wait and if we get a, another MAGA, which Lord help us, but yeah. if we get another MAGA, like we're seeing the result of judicial Every single day that Dianne Feinstein doesn't show up to work is potentially another abortion denied. Another woman's life ended medically, legally. There is a, yeah, there is a lot at stake. And before she became ill, we were on track to appoint the most women of color, the most diverse judging group that has ever been. And her absence. And so the Republicans saw that coming. And so they're using every tool in their toolbox to derail that because, again, they are standing in the way of letting them replace her gracefully. And remember, has this been going on? Six months. Yeah. Almost six months. I I want to say it was in December that she she stood back. Yeah. Come on, Diane. Anyway. Senator Feinstein. Yeah. You've had a wonderful career. Thank you. Thank you. And please step down with grace. Speaking of legal troubles, the Trump lawsuit continues. The rape trial continues. I was going to say, which one, right? Yeah, I know. Okay, so. The lawsuit is the one in New York about his inappropriate use of funds. No, that's yeah. a no, criminal that's a trial. criminal trial. Correct. But, so I, so I think there's things. only yeah. one national lawsuit against Trump at this point, and that is the Carroll lawsuit about oh his um saying that she was a liar defamation and she's also suing him for sexual battery which new york state opened up the laws and they said you can sue someone if it's past the statute of limitations yeah if it's past the statute of limitations we are opening up that statute of limitations so you can do backdated trials and so she took advantage of that and so this is interesting i believe that we have wrapped the cross-examination of Carol. And so all sorts of really interesting pieces of evidence have been admitted. What is it? The Access Hollywood tape about just grab them by the... Yeah. When you're a star, they let you. Yeah. And so that was allowed because New York law allows you to use evidence of other sexual abuse in rape cases as a character witness. And there were other cases... Other examples that were brought in as well. So they've been really good at bringing in all of this evidence against Donald Trump. I want to say that like in 2016, I think there was a total of 21, 20 or 21 women who came forward and said that he might not have raped them, but he forced, he sexually assaulted them. One was a people reporter who was there to interview him and Melania about their new baby. Right. So... All of that is admissible in this court. Yes. Cool. And that is New York state law. That's not federal law. There might be additional rules allowing for character type evidence, but it's not universal. It's not in all 50 states. If he oh. just hadn't run for president, yeah. Yeah. he'd be getting away with all of this. And nobody yes. would really even care except maybe Carol. So I wonder if he ever regrets having put himself on a national stage. Uh. I don't think so. I think he, he's narcissistic enough that he... Mm-hmm needs the attention no matter if it's negative or not apparently according to people who were there he and melania were punched in the gut when they ended up winning almost against their will and then he doubled up and dug in yeah but also we didn't put on there the news that fanny willis dropped this week go ahead 
to expect an indictment between July and September. Oh, yeah. So she put the what is it? The Georgia State Law Enforcement Offices on notice to expect an, an indictment sometime this summer. So that way they could prepare for a January 6th style insurrection or Manhattan DA style police intimidation. Cool. Yes. So the wheels of justice grind slowly. And politics is just the politic part of things is so weird because I imagine being Brian Kemp. He's okay. Do I encourage this? Do I like support this? Because he's my because, you know, Brian Kemp is still being rumored as a presidential potential and wanting to hurt. Trump, but then again, Georgia likes Trump, but Georgia really likes Kemp. I don't know. It's going to well, be fun. Kemp yeah. was at the White House Correspondents' Dinner, and they definitely showed him laughing at the Trump jokes. I think that Kemp is still optimistic enough that Trump could be taken down before the primary, but I don't think that the wheels of justice are going to move that quickly. Right. I think the only way that Trump could lose the primary at this point would be... Okay, so two ways. Jesus runs. Yeah, okay. So second is that if there's a dark horse candidate who is the second coming of Trumpus, or if he's in jail. I think that if he is having to give his rally speeches with an orange jumpsuit, he could lose the primaries. I think he could really just create another insurrection from jail. I think that's a terrifying thought, honestly. In, you know, what? I'm not saying that Trump can write, but yeah, Hitler wrote Mein Kampf in prison. Yep. But I also think that my conspiracy theory is if the thing looks like it's going to stick in Atlanta and Kemp wants a little bit more political power, I would not be surprised if he pardons Donald Trump and within a week he's announced the vice presidential running mate. There's a there's a rule, I think, where Kemp could replace Fannie Willis. So yeah. essentially, right now, think- Fannie Willis is proceeding at with Kemp's blessing. And I think that's the point. Like, Kemp likes being perceived. Atlanta is very blue. Right. She's in Fulton County, which is actually outside Atlanta a little bit. But he likes the perception of being the fair one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he, most, I keep saying most Republican voters don't like oh, yeah. somebody messing with their election. They just have to be proven that's what happens. I think he's, but that's a very good premise that he could pardon him and be the VP nod. But I don't think he wants to be Donald Trump's vice president. I don't, but seeking power. The other thing with Georgia anyway. You get no power as Trump's vice president. You get the power of the fly on your hair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mike Pence's fly. Why can't he so, be vice president? The fly. Because he's not 35 he as effective years old. as Pence. Yeah. He's not 35 years old. So what was the next elephant? Oh, I loved it so hard. So the White House Correspondents' Dinner. It's not like a non-elephant. It's a donkey. It is. It's another donkey. But it's donkey. worth talking about. It's fun. And so Joe Biden has returned to the White House Correspondents' Dinners. His, the second year going, he didn't go to the... I don't believe he went to the first two because of COVID. And last year was a super spreader event. And so we're still waiting on the statistics of that this go round. But the good news is that COVID has been slow. It's been in a lull this spring. So we'll see if this is another super spreader event. But can I talk about my favorite thing? Yes, talk about your favorite thing. Then we'll talk about it more when the big news that we'll segue in is Joe Biden announced re-election. And he's totally embracing Dark Brandon. Yeah, I heard. I didn't watch any of it, but I heard. Now, I don't like campaign shirts because I personally think that every campaign shirt I own, they haven't won. 
but I'm good with a hat. So thank you for telling me that. You won't be getting any of our candidates' campaign shirts. No, I purposely try not to. We have hats. We do have hats. Yeah, I have Joe Biden hats. We didn't have any Hillary hats. I think Shelby had an Obama hat. In the White House Correspondents' Dinner, he put Dark Brandon out for everyone to see. He put on his aviator shades. I heard he said at the end, what did he say? I don't, I'm okay with this, but I don't know about Dark Brandon. And then he put his aviators on and walked off. Kudos to the White House speechwriters. My favorite was his quip about the only reason Fox News showing up is because they needed the free meal. Hmm. They lost so much money. But I did what Biden said when he said that when DeSantis was asked if he had a mandate, he said, hell no, I'm straight. Uh, And then he waited and he said, give it a minute, you'll get it. (laughs) No, and then also Roy Wood Jr., <clears throat> he was talking about drag queens and stuff and being groomers. He's, can we stop that now? And guess what? Even if they were, your kids are getting shot anyway in the school. And everyone's, ooh. And he's, then go pass legislation. Yeah, good. So he put, he. I know who this guy is. Roy Wood Jr., he's from The Daily Show. He's a correspondent. Yes. He, I think he's in the running to be the replacement for Trevor Noah. Got yeah. it. Right now they're doing all of their correspondence. And I loved his week because he also did Black History for Florida. Which basically highlighted the white people, but then in the undertones were like, yes, and people were still sold and blah, 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 blah. And no, he's great. Oh, he's also a FAMU grad, so he has Florida ties. I think he interviewed Randy Fine at one point. They just never showed the segment. Randy Fine actually showed a picture of himself being interviewed by him. I was like, gosh, I'd record the show just so I could see that segment. Too many chins for TV. Yeah. But he didn't hold back on Biden. He didn't. He did everything. And then, of course, he just nailed Clarence Thomas. It was so awesome. Clarence yeah, Thomas. I like the quote about billionaires are finding new things to spend money on. Rockets, NFTs. And one billionaire found a way to buy a Supreme Court justice. <laughs> and this one's rare because they found the black one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's good. My favorite still will always be Obama's. They they released my birth video. Yeah, it was uh, Simba. Yeah, but my crazy conspiracy theory is that moment that led Donald, Donald Trump. Trump. Yeah, Absolutely. so it's like a bittersweet moment because that might have been the birth of the Cheeto. Oh, my favorite line from Biden also. I had a lot of DeSantis material, but Disney took care of that for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to make a lot of DeSantis jokes, but Disney made all of them for me. Yeah. Anyway. Disney beat me to it. Yeah. It was a good night. It was. But let's. We cleared out all of the elephants. So yes. all the donkeys. So we've been talking about Biden a lot and it's still early, but let's talk the presidential race because I believe. All of the major players have declared, and again, unless the second coming of Trumpus shows up or Trump is in jail. And there's some that haven't declared, but we know they're going to. Like, this is expected. Yeah, day. well, he was waiting on a law. <laughs> yeah, but my thought is, here's my prediction that 2024 is going to be a Biden-Trump rematch. Yeah. Yes, because Biden can beat Trump. The numbers show and some polls show that 
if it were DeSantis would be beating him by 11 points mm. on age alone. I don't know. I think that advantage that is lost. That has yeah. been lost, actually. The most recent polling numbers is that DeSantis is losing by five points and Trump is losing by nine points in a head to head. I think Ooh. we need to do a better job everywhere, including this podcast, about talking about what Democrats have delivered over the last three yes. years. In fact, my Twitter hashtag today was Republican Democrats deliver while Republicans dither. Hmm. The Republicans just they they keep saying Biden won't negotiate on the debt limit, debt ceiling limit, and their idea of negotiating is cutting health care, is cutting VA benefits, it's cutting Medicare. The, I Hungry mean, two hundred seventeen Republicans, including Bill Posey, voted to cut veterans benefits, voted to cut CHIP, which is sick kits. Yeah, because, yeah, let's take a little diversion into the pro-life movement and let's unveil what they actually are. They are birth fetishists. If they were pro-life, they would be pro-medical coverage. They would be pro-gun control. They would be pro-workers' rights. They'd be pro-everything that makes fetuses, children, and adults live better, happier, longer lives, which leads to happier children. Yes, but they can't support the death penalty. Yeah. But regardless, we need to, rather than just saying what they're doing, we need to do a better job of talking about what we actually have accomplished. We have a majority in the Senate. We have a majority in the executive branch. It's a struggle because of the House. But we can still, we've still accomplished things even in that environment, even where we don't have a majority in the House. The infrastructure bill that Trump promised us for four years, Biden delivered in his first. And that's just that one. Also, healthcare and climate change. It's nothing. Nothing has rewritten law federally, so nobody's catching it. But there are so many ways. I was talking to somebody yesterday. They said we're headed for a recession. And I said, I don't know. I think people are lying. People have been saying that for two years. The numbers haven't changed substantially. And really... A recession people, is based on us and our confidence. People have been trying to manifest a recession for right. two years. And I actually had an entire script about how the recession was incoming that I ended up actually scrapping it. And I looked at it this week and it's do I want to dust it off and update it? And it's like none of the even though all of the indicators have, have proven true, the economy is still strong. Yeah. And economy, social sciences are, you can't say this has two legs. It's just, it's all based on perception and confidence. And that's why the Republicans keep talking about a recession because they want people to not trust the economy because they don't, they want them to vote against Biden. Reality is most people's everyday lives in Florida, if people are struggling financially, it's because of the Republican legislature and their inability to deal with issues that literally affect Floridians. Or like the Republicans adding a 1% increase on surtax. uh, Yeah, surcharge on the insurance costs. So our house payments are about to go up thanks to the Republicans. In August. Yeah. No, basically, they're all talk. They're all blame. But they, what are we? What are we? This is what we need right. to remind people. Of. We what are we, the party of solutions. Well, what solutions have we offered? We have offered the PAC Act, which helped get veterans who were seriously sick from burn pits. OK, so that's one that we could be helping mm-hmm. veterans, yep. helping veterans. And so maybe that's something we should talk about in a future episode is what. Let's just take the just veterans, because we've done a lot for veterans. Yes. And we can tie that into local episodes as well. So, hey, listeners, if that's something you want to talk about, then let us know. Yeah. We don't do a lot of talking about what we're doing. And you remember what you, you, the brain can't process a negative directive. If I were to tell you not to think about the beach, you immediately thought of a beach. Your brain can't process a negative directive. So we're telling people Republicans are bad. What they're hearing is Republicans, Republicans, Republicans. So we need to talk a lot more 
and this isn't just our podcast, we everywhere need to be talking a lot more about what Democrats do to deliver for Americans, for Floridians, for Brevard County. I know what they did for Jamie. I'm at the beach. (laughs) (laughs) No, for Jamie, they made politics boring again because what Biden has accomplished has been greater than FDR and the New Deal. What he has done. We don't talk about that enough. No. That's why old boomers, as you will, only think about other people being their people because that's the only name they hear. We've invested in more infrastructure since Eisenhower. We had infrastructure. We, yeah. Yes, we did. We actually did it in a week. Yeah. As opposed to four years and not getting it done. When we passed the first omnibus bill out of the Senate in 2021, we raised 50% of kids out of poverty. But even here in the state of Florida, the Democratic state representative, super minority, yes, just got passed a bill giving permanently tax, a tax-free status to diapers and adult diapers. Mm. Thank that God. That literally immediately boost, not income, but boost. That will um, make it easier to clean the butts. It'll yes. It just takes all the shit out of everything. Uh-huh. I have to scan that. Diapers aren't But it'll cheap. make it easier for... Floridians to live. Yes. That affects people where they live. And we need to be talking about that. Oh, man. But I'm just sitting here going, diapers and politicians need to be changed often for the exact same reason. <laughs> I like it. That was State House Representative Anna Eskamani. And people think of her as only being the fighter for civil rights, which she is. But this is actually a bill she got passed where we have a super minority that will that will definitely lift the economic status of Floridians. So. Yes. Let's talk more about what we do. Although when we get to local stuff, we want to talk about what they do. In the past 10, almost 11 years, I have had five months where I have not had to buy diapers. (laughs) So there you go. Yeah. That was a Democrat that has just made that, given that tax-free status permanently. Thank you, Anna. As long as signs it. Yep, yep. So I do want to talk about the presidential race. Okay. Biden's approval ratings aren't great, but they are pretty much in line with the majority of presidents at this point in their term have been over re-elected. the past 30 years. With presidents that have been reelected. No. So yeah, Reagan, Clinton, Obama, and oh, Trump wasn't reelected. That's there right. There you go. Well, because yeah. so, he kept going down. <laughs> so uh, essentially uh, about this point in the first term, Biden is about on track with Reagan, Clinton, Obama, and Trump. Only Bush Sr. and Bush Jr. were outperforming and that's because W had 9-11 to pump his numbers. And Bush Sr. actually was balancing the budget. Yeah, Bush Sr., honestly. He wouldn't have been a Republican like a today. He, he voted for Hillary in 2016. Yeah, so an old school Republican. The type of Republican that I used to think I was voting for when I voted for Republicans. Yeah, you probably were voting for those Republicans when you voted for Republicans. Yeah, and um, but... Again, so of the presidents who have lost re-election, Bush Sr. was doing better than Biden, and Trump was on par with Biden. So it's kind of hard to look at his polling numbers right now and go, oh, it's a lost cause. Biden's going to lose. And Biden, I love him for basically point blank saying, hey, they're coming after your Social Security and Medicare. And no, yeah. those are non-negotiable. And the main thing that Trump had going for him the first time around was that he was running against a known entity. Hillary had a 30-year smear campaign, and he was an unknown. Yeah, like you said. And the problem with this now 
is that we all know what Trump is going to do. We've seen what he's done, and it, it, whether or not you wanted to form an opinion, everyone has an opinion about Trump. Oh, and also with what they're trying to do with these culture wars. Fox News just did a poll, and it's Fox News. Only 15% of Republicans said that they are okay with the discourse with trans and LGBTQ. Only 15% were okay. Maybe the, uh, maybe the candidate, the elected officials will take notice of yeah. the poll that's coming from their people. Trump is, he has been on the record saying that abortion is a losing topic. Don't engage with abortion. And I haven't heard him talking about trans people, which means that yeah. he probably says the same or he thinks the same, but he just doesn't care. He doesn't view it as a winning he, topic. I don't think he does, though. I No, it's a losing. And, which is, I think he really just doesn't. He doesn't care. He really doesn't, doesn't care. Not win or lose. He just I think he's a normal human being with regards to that issue. Yeah. I don't think he really cares what people do in yeah. their bedrooms. I don't think he cares how they dress when no. they're not in their bedrooms. I don't think he cares. And that's actually appropriate. I, yeah. I mean, it's, my problems with Trump are not his social issues. My problems with Trump, are, they are so his yeah. racism and his and, misogyny, but not. And so speaking of social issues, DeSantis moves forward the bill or the amendment to the law stating that he can't run without resigning is moving through the system. This was a law that was most recently re- repealed. This is how it's gone. Yeah, it's it was flipped. a place for resigned to run. Uh-huh. When the Democrats were in charge of the state, they repealed that because Charlie Crist was a Republican yes. and he was looking kind of vice presidential with John McCain. So they repealed the resigned to run requirement so that he could, if he were pegged, he could run without giving up his seat and right. potentially getting a Democrat in there. And then it was put back in place in 2018 when the Republicans thought they were going to lose to Andrew Gillum. Yes. So then now it's going to be repealed again. Yes. Yes. So this is a law that has flip flopped multiple times and DeSantis is looking to repeal it. So that way he can go ahead and run. Now, for people that are listening, the resigned to not, I used to confuse me. If he resigned, if he didn't, if he did have to, which he won't have to, but if he had to resign to run, it wouldn't be he would be resigning from the governor's plates today. He would be saying on 2024, whether I win the presidential race or not, I will no longer be the governor. So resign to run means you get to fulfill your term, but you are no, you can't run for that office. You can't run for two offices at the same time. They're hypocritically, I know this will shock our listeners. The Republicans in the state of Florida are being a tad hypocritical. And when it's convenient, putting this law, negating this law, that they'll put back in place if they want to. My bet is as soon as DeSantis quietly signs this, and it won't be big news. Oh, it'll be big news. I hope. It'll be news against his will. Yes. But he's waiting for that. So the thing that I am reading the most is that people are saying if DeSantis was smart, he wouldn't run. He would keep his gunpowder dry for the next presidential election because he is losing donors. He's losing points. He's losing endorsements to Trump. DeSantis is not the candidate to Trump. I think everyone knows that. And my personal opinion is that even if Trump wasn't the one to win the primary, it still wouldn't be DeSantis. No, the with primary that, politics, Republicans, if you're listening to this, don't listen to any of that. Go out and vote for DeSantis. Yes. Yeah, vote for it would DeSantis. Be, it would be awesome. But the whole game of primary politics with Iowa, New Hampshire, and South Carolina, people want to talk to you and people want to hear your issues. 
And Ron DeSantis doesn't like to talk to anybody. Yeah. Ron DeSantis is going on an international tour as the governor of Florida. And did you see his bobblehead? When he yes. was, oh man, he like I would love to see a Disney bobblehead of him and Mickey Mouse ears. Oh, I'm sure it's out there. So this is something people need to know about Ron DeSantis in Florida. Back to the whole dark Brandon and the correspondence dinner when the joke about did he have a mandate? Ron DeSantis won in 2022, and it's it was a landslide. 37 percent of Florida voters voted for Ron DeSantis in 2022. Mm. through voter intimidation and voter suppression and a lackluster candidate on our part. So when they talk about, and I keep pushing back on them publicly when they start talking about, they, Christine Peshaw shows a picture of the state of Florida and all the red counties. Like, congratulations, through voter suppression and voter intimidation, you managed to win 37% of the vote. So people, when you're listening to this and you think we're, it's a lost cause because Ron DeSantis won such a landslide, 37% of Florida voters voted for him. He does not have a mandate. Your neighbors don't necessarily love him. And you just need to give them a reason not to. And also now, I guess he didn't like that 73 or 63% of Florida were against him. So now he's trying to make it even harder but to vote. By the way, if you had a mail-in ballot, it is now expired. It yes. expired at the end of 2022. Yes. So go out and renew your mail-in ballot. Or... If you're in Brevard, you can go to votebrevard.gov or you can contact the Brevard Dems who will come bring you one. So, yeah, DeSantis is being a weirdo. I just, I don't see him beating Trump. And you talk about the lack of a mandate and the fact that they're winning because they're squelching, squelching dissent. So the head of the state Republican Party... The chair put out a tweet saying, I will not rest until there are no more Democrats in the state of Florida. Yes, I saw that. So I tagged him in that and I said, seriously, by any means whatsoever. And he said, I stand by that. I won't rest until there are no Democrats in positions of authority. And I said, that's not what you said. What you said was, I will not rest until there are no Democrats left in Florida. Oh, First, they came see, for the Democrats. He sounds like someone who has a last solution, a penultimate solution. <gasps> ultimate solution. Yeah. Right. I, 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 something that, I don't know. Oh, man. It's, I'll think of it. Just give me a fascist yeah. minute yeah. and I'll think of it. Just give me a fascist minute. But I will. Yeah. I don't know what the hile I'm thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. And it's screenshots last forever. I will not rest until there are no Democrats left in Florida. I am going to leave the solution up to him and let him have the final word on that. I, you're so funny. But <laughs> listeners talking to your Republican neighbors and friends, as I said on Twitter, if you're in the GOP, you're telling me your cousin, your sister, your daughter, your son, your neighbor has to leave the state or be eradicated. Which is it? Yeah. Anyway, that's I think this is something that we can message. And if this podcast is about messaging, we can arm our listeners. Maybe he's hoping during um, tornado season, a big old cyclone would come through. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so, Jamie, what are you here for? I'm here for because my biggest thing after the 2020 loss you saw everybody in town take off the Pence part of their Trump sticker. And I saw way too many people with Trump DeSantis 2024. Mm -hmm. And that scares me because Trump could die. That's not going to happen, though. Because Trump wants to wipe the flight. I don't want to end the con I want the DeSantis right. might be running yes. conversation to continue to happen because they're giving us all the arguments we need against. Well, yes. The problem is that there may actually be a viable candidate who could beat Trump in the primaries who's being sidelined um, cool that's a good problem good. for me to have yeah like abbott 
there was early talk about him running, but it's looking like that based on his performance or based on DeSantis's performance, that Abbott is again, he's going to keep his gunpowder dry. Yeah. And he for Trump, he's too easy of a target. He really is because Trump just cares about looks and image and he will eviscerate Abbott. Everybody is an easy target for Trump. I haven't yeah. seen Trump lose on fox news against anybody no. he could go up against jesus himself and he'd be like i don't know he wears a dress yeah i don't know turning water into wine i, I don't know the dude seems like he'd drink us a lot i don't know i don't know <laughs> it's fa- it's false news that jesus is running against me false news it's yeah, just he would, some... he would deny it he would call him a dirty immigrant yes yeah i'm gonna say that in the court of maga opinion trump is unbeatable and right now the majority of the republican voters are pro maga even though like right now maga has like a 25 percent approval rating maga is the least popular public movement like even black lives matter which if you've been following their leader yeah again problematic but their leader had been accused credibly of embezzlement and and tax evasion and all sorts of financial shenanigans and Black Lives Move, Black Lives Matter as a movement is still in the 30s, and MAGA is in the mid 20s. Yes, and also we still we're in this trial period where we're expecting 16 to 20 Republicans to try and throw their hat in the race, but Donald Trump is just taking the endorsements. Oh yeah, he took most of the Florida endorsements away from Ron DeSantis. Yes, yeah, so I love love. I hate to see it. Love to see it. Where there was a Texas, a Texas representative who met with Ron DeSantis, showed up to his, I don't know, his luncheon or whatever, his recruiting meeting, his recruiting session, came out, found some press and was like, you know what? I just met with Ron DeSantis and I am now endorsing Trump. I That kind of says a lot. Love to see it. And it's dividing our own state Republicans because even within our state, they can't figure out who to support. I've been here for this the entire time since he won in 2022. I'm like. In 2024, what's happening? Because we have Papa Bear and Baby Bear going against each other. Oh, man. Where are where do the loyalties lie? Yeah. And I it's think, proving to be that Papa Bear is far more. It, yeah. I think I summed it up when we talked about a while ago, that Fox News segment where they tried to go to a diner in Florida and they're like, who are you voting for? I'm vo- DeSantis or Trump. I'm voting for Trump. I'm voting for Trump. And they found a woman in a DeSantis shirt and she said, I don't know, I'm undecided between DeSantis and Trump. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, I think that Trump, because he is the brand. And and he's the brand because Trump has convinced people that he understands them. And we have to do the same because the reality is we literally do like we do deliver for people. Yeah. And we just need to continue to remind them. Yeah. We do more than bluster. Guess what? We actually govern Republicans, too. So. Let's move to the bottom half of our show to talk about what the local Republicans and Democrats are up to. There's two major topics locally, and then there's a couple of things people can do. I'll touch on the minor major. Actually, they're all combined. It's Randy Fine week. So Randy Fine, a year ago, April 28th, 2022. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. We yep. call it Happy Essex Day. Oh, boy. So that was when there was a fundraiser held in West Melbourne. It's called Cops on the Coop. They, quote unquote, arrest 
local celebrities, put them on the roof of the Chick-fil-A and you have to raise $500 in donations to the Special Olympics to get bonded out. And the city of West Melbourne Police Department is actually in charge of it. And they reached out to the entire school board. And Jennifer was the only one that said yes. And she was so excited. She had Mm. so much for Jennifer Jenkins. Had so much fun. She had a photo shoot done. She looked like she, it was great. She sold it. And when she first talked to me about it, I'm like, you don't even need to mention Randy or anything else. Just do it. And she didn't. The closest thing she came was she did use the hashtag bail Jenkins, which was a little bit mocking of Randy Fine's hashtag jail Jenkins. Mm. That's it. So the day of the event comes and Jennifer's on the roof having fun. No, the day of the event hadn't come yet. I was in Atlanta and I was contacted by somebody in government who said that Randy had been on a Disney cruise. Yes, can't make this stuff up. Mm -hmm. He'd been on a Disney cruise and he normally calls people to bully them, but he couldn't because he couldn't get phone signals. So he sent a text to a city councilman in West Melbourne, John Dittmore. And he was going to have this, the city's Special Olympics funding and flood mitigation funding hold, have the governor veto it if they did not uninvite Jennifer Jenkins to participate in this fundraiser. And John Dittmore, this is important to know, because John Dittmore is running to be your county commissioner if you live in Palm Bay District 5. And John Dittmore did his bidding. He went on Facebook and basically uninvited Jennifer, said it was inappropriate. So this is all happening a year ago. Jennifer Jenkins filed an ethics complaint. It's pretty black and white. A nice little city you got going on here. It'd be a shame if something should happen to it. <laughs> so the Ethics Commission, which is made up of eight elected representatives, and in this in the state of Florida, that means eight Floridians who are elected state house representatives, met to discuss this case. And I've read the whole case. It's a matter of public record. And the magistrate had interviewed, they were the people involved were interviewed. The mayor of Palm Bay was interviewed because part of the complaint was that he had, he and John Dittmore were discussing the fact that Paul Alfrey, mayor of Melbourne, had a private detective hired to tail Jennifer Jenkins. Um, and he was interviewed and he admitted to hiring the private detective to tail Gen- Robert Burns and he accidentally tailed Jennifer Jenkins. He denied having anything to the website against her, calling her a whore. We know better, but that's okay. So they all spilled all the beans. Like Dittmore, And John Dittmore said that... Randy told him, Randy Fine told him, I was kidding about pulling your funding over Jenkins, but if you don't fire your city attorney, because the city attorney told him he had to turn over the public records. If you don't fire him, I will have your funding pulled. So these eight Republicans voted. The magistrate recommended no probable cause for either John Dittmore or Randy Fine. These were two separate ethics complaints voted recommended no probable cause and the state representatives voted seven to one in the case of john dittmore to not pursue any action Mm -hmm. and the magistrate said no probable cause in the case of randy fine as well and the the ethics commission voted seven to one to overrule the magistrate oh wow and charge randy with an ethics violation so that's now that is the investigation. Now it's just a matter of the charge will happen and he has to either pay a fine or I'm not sure what'll come next. Okay. So the worst is again, fines are the fee for breaking the law as a rich person. But as a politician, the damage is done when we tell people that this happened. So if you're listening to this, make sure you tell everybody you know that this happened. Also, you don't vote for John Dittmore for county commission because Randy abused power. That's unquestionable. He only could get away with it because he had a flunky on the other side who would do his best. So we know that's John Dittmore in the case of West Melbourne, who's running to be county commissioner. 
and it's in the city of Palm Bay to transfer to the next shady stuff. City of Palm Bay, as we talked about before, did we talk about this two weeks ago? Yes, yes, we did. That the city council was supposed to have a special. Oh, yeah, we got the update. What's the update? Oh, yeah. The update is it's not going to happen because Medina did not come to any of the special meetings. Mm. He then went to the regular city council meeting two weeks ago and said that God told him not to come. Apparently, he spent 23 minutes talking about the fact that he did not come to the meeting because God told him not to come to the meeting. Why is it that? Whenever God tells someone to do something, it's always what they wanted to do in the first place. Right? Yes. So, and meanwhile, while he was doing this, Randy Fine was calling a local Republican candidate and saying he actually told, I didn't know that. I know a lot of people think that Randy's God. I think Randy thinks he's God. I didn't know Medina thought he was God. Oh, man. I'm not made in Randy Fine's image. Yeah. (laughs) No, no, no. Um, But the voters, 63% of Palm Bay voters voted for the charter amendment which is the city council will replace a vacancy. And if they don't within 60 days, they will have a special election to be held concurrent with the next election, which means that the city of Palm Bay is going to operate with four city councilmen until November, 2024, Mm. because they don't have an election scheduled until then. And that's potentially even worse because Mr. Foster is still in critical care. He can call in his votes. He cannot miss more than three meetings, I think in a row without, um, but he's, but by calling in, he's present. So Medina took advantage of the fact that Randy Foster was in critical care because you have to have at least three people physically in place. Oh, yeah. So meanwhile, for the next 14 months, Palm Bay residents have to guess when their city council meetings are because they can't have it if they can't, if they know they can't have a quorum because somebody's going to be on vacation because they have to have three physical and they only have three city council members now. 63% of Florida voters voted for this charter amendment. My question to Mr. Medina today at the city council meeting was, first of all, I know the other city councilmen. I personally have prayed with them. I don't know what makes Medina think that only his prayers get heard, Mm. that they showed up to do their job. And that was in response to them. And he doesn't get to nullify one part of people's votes. Palm Bay voted overwhelmingly for Randy Fine, overwhelmingly for Ron DeSantis. So he needs to nullify all of those votes if he's going to nullify their charter amendment. Oh, hold on. I have a special caller in on my soundboard. We got a caller <laughs> in? I got a yeah. caller into line four. Oh, hey, God. What's up? <laughs> hey. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, sorry, you can't hear this because I'm not plugged into the soundboard. But yeah. Oh, no, you didn't tell that guy not to show up. <laughs> You told me that you told him to show up. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So God called in. He wanted to set the record straight and that he really wanted a quorum to be in the Palm Bay City Council. And he also apologizes for all the other atrocities in the world. (laughs) So don't vote for John Dittmore. Don't vote for Rob Medina ever for anything ever again, because he not just because he disregarded the votes of Palm Bay, but he did so at the behest of Randy Fine, who pulled six million dollars in funding from his city. Also. Lies about being talked to by God. All lies about maybe he is talked to by God. I don't know. He apparently hey, thinks Randy no, Fine was is God. God. Oh, but God just said. It yeah, wasn't no, him. this. I'm sorry. This was the God who uh, created all of uh, all of everything in our universe and sent his only begotten son. That yeah, one. that that God. But he will tell you after he gets a couple drinks that he might not be the only God out there. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, these if we it's not just about defeating people like Randy Fine. It's about lessening their influence. It's just. Just the ethical, the ethics complaint 
finding, finding validation to that is amazing. Everybody makes sure everybody knows that this happened. I don't know why Florida today barely mentioned it. It's up to us to get the word out that this is, that this happened, that eight, seven Republican, his partners in crime, if you will, voted against him in opposition to the magistrate's recommendation. Man, he can't even make any friends among his peers. And so I kept keep telling local Republicans this. And if you're a local Republican listening to this, first of all, congratulations. Secondly, the man is not effective. So why in the world are people kissing his butt when he is ineffective? He's not even able to get the things that he his pet projects through. Yeah, he can't even get his friends to say that he's on the up and up. Right. So even in meetings now, it's I went to a meeting with parents for autistic kids and this woman was like, what can we do to get what we need here? And one of the experts was like, oh, you could write Randy Fine. And I did have to object and say randy fine isn't going to do shit for you yeah yeah he's a lame duck yes he's a lame multi-chimmed duck (laughs) and unless it's just walk like a duck too the only thing he wants to do to protect autistic children give them what they need is to make rumors about fine upstanding citizens being groomers yeah and he's what he's done with the voucher program is actually going to hurt all of our special needs kids. But yes, the main thing is that he lost the ethics complaint. He's ineffective, even within his own little cadre of evildoers. Don't vote for him. Don't vote for John Dittmore. Don't vote. And, the, and there are flunkies all over the county that as we get closer to elections, I'll tell you who they are. That if we and I'm going to tell you, I don't exert undue influence on any of the Democrats and I don't exert nope. influence. I'll. If they call me, I'll say, what do you want to do? And I'll support you in your decision. I'm sorry, but the Democrats are like pets. They do what they want to do. There are several who, if I wanted to, I could make them uncomfortable. I just don't. That's not how I operate. I can make my cat uncomfortable. It's why I have a cat. (laughs) I got you. I helped you get elected because I trust you to do the job that you think as it is. And if I prove to be that's not a good investment, then I won't vote for you again. That's how I operate. That's yes. how I think democracy works. I thought that was the whole point of an election. There you go. Um, That's just going on locally. Plus, we are still talking to Democrats who voted. If you don't have the list, if you if I gave you a list of all the Democrats on your street, what would you do with it? Yeah. Uh, high fives. High fives. OK, so I asked the at our Democratic executive committee meeting last week to our new people and they said, oh, I would go drinking with them. These are all very fa- fantastic ideas. This is what we're doing. I'm going to give you the list of Democrats on your street. If you're listening to this, go high five them. Go whatever. Get them to go vote. Go buy them a drink. Go buy, buy them a, a drink. Whatever you want to do. It's really, this is, the, there's never going to be work that's easier than this. It's building that relationship that will help us win in 2024. We are also having a unity rally that our state chair is calling in Tampa on Sunday, May 7th. And that is going to be in Tampa at Centennial Park from one to three. I'm super excited. If you're listening and you're not a Democrat, but you align with us, you're welcome. If you want to come and wear your pride t-shirt, wear your pride t-shirt. If you want your mom's demand t-shirt, wear your mom's demand t-shirt. We want to make a very visible statement of all the different people that make up our alliances and who we fight for. Do you like high fives? We like high fives. So question, is there carpooling? I'm going to be carpooling for sure because I'm coming back. I'm going to Tampa Saturday morning to vote against the weighted vote, coming back and then going back over just for this thing on Sunday. And if you're listening to this and you find me, good luck because I'm like super short. (laughs) I want the short Pam. Most people there are going to know who I am. I will have something Flamingo related for you, but you have to come find me and say, I heard about this on the Push Ahead podcast. Yes. Mm -hmm. And if you're 
Local, I don't want to drive to Tampa. We are arranging carpools. Just follow along on the Brevard Dumps discussion group on the Facebook. We still have the newsletter that we are publishing on the off weeks of our broadcast because right now it's only starting to begin where there is so much news and even next year during the election, there's going to be so much news that if we could get Pam's time every week, we would, but we're not going to be able to. No. So if you got to keep up with the rapid fire politics, we have a newsletter that we're dropping. Cool. You go to pushaheadpod.substack.com. Pushaheadpod.substack.com. And I'm sure we'll have a link to it in our notes to the show. Yeah. Yes. So lots of ways to access our newsletter. And, and then they can email us at pushaheadpod at gmail.com. It, and if you're listening, please just drop us a note and say hi. Yeah. If you love what we're doing, um, send us an email. Tell us that so we keep doing it and share it with some friends. If you don't love what you're doing, send us an email and tell us that too so we yeah. can adjust because you're really the whole point. Please email instead of talk to me because my esteemed colleague does not believe you. <laughs> unless there I, know, I hear is people an- all the time saying that they listen. If you're one of those people that have told me you listen to our podcast, email us so that Jamie has confidence that you do pushaheadpod at gmail.com. I don't know. These two people are lying to me. (laughs) Yes, please prove me right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for tonight. It was fun. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. If you got something out of this and know of anybody who cares about what we're saying here, please share. Word of mouth is everything in the grassroots game. If we're awesome, tell a friend. If we're not, tell us how to get better. This has been another episode of the Push Ahead podcast. Please reach out to us via Twitter at push underscore ahead or subscribe to our podcast in your podcatcher of choice. You can find relevant links to the stories that we're talking about in our liner notes on our website at pushaheadpod.com. The music is Super String Theory by Lobo Loco.